Today, I want to talk about a thing called repentance, okay? And I want to remind you that, that we, are, we are in a series where, uh, called Christ Life Strategies. And, and, you know me, I don't know whether we'll finish it or not. But the, the thing is, is that you've got to remember what Christ was about and what Christ did. Christ came and he did for us what we don't deserve. Amen. Okay. And he did for us what we could never do for ourselves. Okay. Let me help you with something. You're not supposed to be like everybody else in this church. You're supposed to, as a Christian, be like Jesus Christ. We've lost this. You think this is crazy. Wait till next week and I teach on how our righteousness is supposed to surpass the Pharisees and the Sadducees. Man, you're really going to hear something crazy and goofy. All right? But this week, I want to talk about repentance. Okay? The, The first thing Jesus began teaching his disciples was to repent. Okay, was it some far reaching? It wasn't, gee, let me feel better. Let me help you feel better for yourself. Let me entertain you. Let me just coddle you. Jesus looked at his disciples and said, gentlemen, it's time for you to get your act together. And the first thing you need to do in that course is to do a thing called repent. Now I want you to hear that. Because I can't stand what's happened in the church. We want to make everybody feel good. I don't want you to always feel good. I don't want you to always feel good about yourself. Sometimes it's time to realize there is sin. There, is, there are things in your life that do not belong in your life. And too often we're, well, you know, everybody's a sinner. It's okay. No, it's not okay because the wages of sin is death. You got to hear that. You know, and you've got a choice today. You're you're either going to remain in that garbage and allow your mind and heart and soul and life and marriage and everything else to be destroyed, or you're going to make a choice today to say, you know what? That trash has to go. That trash has got to go. That has wreaked enough havoc in my life. And here's the cool part. Here's the part you need to hear. It's not you letting it go. It's not you transforming your life. It's not you saving you. Jesus already did everything that needed to be done. He came down to earth, lived a perfect life in the midst of this craziness, died on a cross with your name on it, and on the third day rose again. And about 30 days later, he sent his Holy Spirit to live with you and beside you and walk with you to change you, to lead you into all truth and to be there for you every day so that you can be the person Amen. that God created you to be. Are you with me? Yeah. Amen? Amen? You need to hear what I'm saying. Sitting there in the muck and the mire and the, and the death of sin ain't worth it. Three of you believe it. You see, guys, you've got to understand. 
Satan is having his way in too many of our minds and too many of our hearts and too many of our lives, too many of our marriages, in our parenting, in our finances, in our home, the way we talk, the way we relate to people, the way we deal with things. Satan's winning, Jack. And today's a good day to say enough of that trash. I absolutely am going to allow God Almighty to come into the center of my life and do what is necessary so I can be that person that I really want to be. Right? Now, already, I can tell you right now, Satan's saying, that man's an idiot. (laughs) There's, there's, There's truth to that. You know? But the bottom line is, not about this. God wants to change you. There is something in every one of us that does not belong. Everyone. Anybody got somebody you don't like very much? Maybe any of you not have somebody you don't like very much. I'm serious. Yeah, there, there are people. You got people in your lives, you got somebody that gets on your nerves. Okay? It's not a thing that, well, you know. That's just the way it is. No, that's not the way it is. Because let me help you with something. If you allow that person to get on your nerves, you know what's going to happen the next time somebody comes along and gets on your nerves? You're going to let them get on your nerves. After a while, you normalize people getting on your nerves. After a while, you ever met somebody like this? You don't like nobody. After a while, you don't, it's not that you don't like nobody. You don't even like yourself. No, I'm serious. You see, we got to dig down in and we got to let God Almighty dig all the way down to the roots of this junk and allow him to do the great work that he wants to do. And it begins and ends in a thing called repentance. Okay? So very, very important a subject. It really, really is. And it's, it's, it's just something that we really need to understand. Matthew chapter 4, verse 17 says, From that time on, Jesus began to preach. And the first thing, remember, the first thing he preached was what? Psychoanalysis? No. Repent. And here's what you need to understand. Repentance is not something you do once. Repentance is something you do Every day, and when you really get good, you do it every moment. Amen? Amen? Because I don't know about you, but I'm goofy. And all God's people said, amen. Amen. Back at you, brother. (laughs) But hear what I'm saying. We all need God on the scene every moment of every day, or because you better believe something. Satan's sending that trash, isn't he? Anybody Anybody else just... All of a sudden, you get this thought. You're like, where the heck did that come from? You know, what came from Satan? And if we don't have God on the scene, we're too weak to cast that out. But by the power of God, you can discipline your mind. And you can take that out. And you can put on that helmet of salvation. And you absolutely can take every thought captive. And you absolutely can choose to be obedient to God. And you absolutely, I love this part. This is one left out too often. And you can punish disobedience. Very, very important stuff. Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is here. This is your key to the kingdom of heaven. (laughs) 
anybody feel like life stinks right now? You ever been there? I have. You know? This is your key to the kingdom of heaven. A few weeks ago, Pastor, um, um, I forget his name. Excuse me a second. I got to tie my shoe before I fall down. Y'all don't laugh at me now. Huh? Thank you. Now I'm all dizzy from bending over. (laughs) He talked about the fact that, and he kept preaching this, may the glory of heaven fall. I don't know about you, but I need the glory and the power and the joy and the peace of heaven to fall on me every moment of every day. What are you? I don't appreciate y'all's attitude at all. Now I can't get up the steps. Folks, this is what I'm saying. Why would you ever miss out for a moment where Jesus Christ is right? Would you quit looking at my shoes? The joy and the peace and the glory of heaven being right there with you, inside of you, poured out on you. Because I don't know about you, but it seems like every day there's something or someone that comes at me with something. Any of y'all married? Huh? Marriage is hard. Because she, in 30 years, has never gotten her act together. Now, everybody knows me. Everybody knows me. That's a stupid statement. But they get on your nerves. Anybody else, your spouse, get on? anybody brave enough to admit your spouse sometimes gets on your nerve? You know? I don't know about you. But I can go one of two directions there. I can get angry and frustrated and bring death into my life. Or I can repent and allow the kingdom of heaven to be poured out of my heart. So that instead of seeing how she gets on my nerves, I can see how beautiful and faithful and loving that she really is. And I need God's help to do that because for some reason it's more natural for me to get frustrated. Anybody? You know, we need this dynamic in our lives constantly. Children, grandchildren, neighbors, people at church. People at church can really get on your nerves. You know what I'm saying? You ought to be the preacher. Everybody's got a stinking opinion. You know what I'm saying? You know, it's okay. It's all right. You can have an opinion. Just keep it to yourself. I'm just kidding. But we need this dynamic of repentance and the kingdom constantly don't we huh well pastor how how do I get this you enter into the presence of God did you ever have a nasty attitude and go to pray anybody 
You start praying, you go, oh, I just need to shut my mouth because I'm going to hide for a couple days and hope he forgets. You know? But you know what? Don't do that because we don't belong in that presence. Understand? We're, we're unworthy. We're skunks. We're selfish. You know, we're, that's just who we are. But you know what? When you enter into what we call his holy of holies through the blood of Jesus Christ, all of a sudden you enter into pure love. You enter into pure kindness. It, notice, I, notice I didn't say niceness. Niceness isn't even mentioned in the Bible. Everybody wants me to be nice. I ain't never been nice. But I'm kind. You know, nice just tells you nothing. Kind tells you there's something sticking in your hair and you need to take it out. And it's embarrassing, but you need to get it out because you look kind of funky. Amen? That's kindness. You know, that's what God does for us. You enter into mercy. Anybody else struggle with being merciful to other people? I really want them to be merciful to me. But sometimes they're just jerks, and I don't feel like being merciful. Amen? You kind of enter into the presence of God. And you realize, I need to do something about this. God, I'm sorry for who I am. God, I'm sorry for how I feel. God, I'm sorry for my selfishness and my sin. I repent. And when we repent in sorrow, in the presence of God, He absolutely comes and metamorphosizes our lives and changes our mind and our heart and helps us to go, you know what? This goofiness that makes me frustrated is really goofy. Amen? And by the power of God, I'm going to change this. And I'm just going to love this person even though they just get on my, I love this part, last nerve. You ever heard that one? Huh? You know? But that happens when you enter into him and his love and his grace. When you get frustrated, when you get angry, when you get irate. Anybody, y'all ever gotten irate? I'm not even sure what it means, but it's a good word. It's time to just say, God, I'm coming on in. Because I ain't fixing this on my own. But you can. I repent. Do you show contempt for the riches of his kindness, his forbearance, his patience? Not realizing that God's kindness is intended not to make you feel poor about yourself. It's to lead you to repentance, which is the key to the kingdom of heaven, where his love is, where his mercy is, where his kindness is. Amen? You're getting it? Or you can be stubborn. He ain't telling me what to do. 
I go into Jen's office. That's what she's like. Yeah. <laughs> he ain't telling me what to do. You know. You can be stubborn or you can be unrepentant. You can have an unrepentant heart. But what you're doing is you're storing up wrath against yourself in the day of God's wrath when his righteous judgment will be revealed. And God will repay each person according to what they have done. Folks, why in the world would we sit there and allow this junk to be built up in us? It's not that God's angry with you. It's not that God doesn't love you with all of his heart. It's not that you're not the apple of your eye. The problem is you decided, I'm going to remain angry. And every day you remain angry. Every day you remain frustrated. Every day you remain bitter. You've got to understand that hole gets deeper and deeper and deeper. If you and your marriage are bitter and frustrated with each other, you've got to today repent together. Amen? Because it, it opens you up to the love and the grace and the power of the kingdom of God. Amen? You know? And that's the only way. I've tried the other way. I've read all the books. I make all the statements. I'm never going to say that again. Not that I've ever said anything wrong in our whole 30 years of marriage, but I'm never going to say that again. That was a joke. But the bottom line is the only thing we have is God come. You're all we've got. Here's the cool part. Repent then and turn to God. So that your sins may be wiped out or wiped away. And here's my favorite part. That times of refreshing may come from the Lord. Just do this with me. Because you never, you ever notice fighting never gets you anywhere? <clears throat> Being frustrated. I've seen people in churches. I've seen it in this church. They're not here anymore. I've seen people in this church, one side on this side, one side on that side. They wouldn't speak to each other. How healthy is that? Was that a laugh? <laughs> Kids, you got to hear what I'm saying. The only way to deal with life, the only way to deal with anything, the only way to conquer what has embittered and embattled your life for too long is to repent. Just repent. Oh, but it's her fault. Just repent. Oh, but it's his fault. Just repent. Oh, but they said this. Just repent. Amen? Oh, but they're a jerk. Just repent. Amen? It, it, they may always be a jerk, but you don't have to allow them to bring ugliness and bitterness and frustration to your life. Because when you repent, God is able to pour out his glory. And you are able to enter the kingdom of heaven.
eternal life, pure joy, pure hope, pure hallelujah, and that kingdom in Jesus Christ enters you. Let's all stand. Pastor, I hear what you're saying. And I don't want your heads bowed and eyes closed. I want them all up and open. Because I want you to make a statement today. In front of everybody. I will not allow sin to dominate my mind and my heart and my life anymore. I choose to repent. Every day. Anybody? Uplift a hand. Anybody? God sees those hands. God sees them all. God sees every one of them. And let me tell you something. I'm the first one to raise my hand because I'm the biggest knucklehead here. Amen? Don't you... you, do your head so vigorously, Miss Hannah. Don't you do that. <laughs> but guys, you got to hear this. Because when we're talking about Christ, remember, you're doing it for others. And guys, this world needs to see that there really is transforming love and transforming grace in Jesus Christ. This world feels hopeless. This world feels helpless. This world feels just totally enthralled in frustration and hopelessness and helplessness. And they need to see you. They need to see you. They need to see you. In repentance. Allowing God Almighty to do something so extraordinary in you. They can't help but know. That something really cool just happened in him or her. And I want a piece of that. Amen? Amen. It's so important. It's so important, church. It's so important. Let me ask you one more thing. Isn't God doing something really cool? Would y'all do me some big favor? Would you go tell It's going to be scary. But tell somebody about it and invite them to be a part of it. Amen. Amen? Just somebody. You know, it doesn't have to be your worst enemy, but if it's okay if it is. You know, maybe they'll get saved and won't be your worst enemy no more. Amen. You know, but just say, God's doing something really crazy cool in our church. and Just tell them, I think you need it. No, I'm just kidding. But... I'm inviting you. I want you to experience the love and grace of Jesus Christ. Amen? So important. Father, today, thank you for your presence. Thank you for what you did. Thank you for what you're doing. Thank you for what you're going to do as we leave this building. Lord, help us to understand that all that stuff's going to come flowing out as we drive home. And Father, help us to remember, remember, remember. That you never leave us. You never forsake us. You never let us down. You're always there. And any moment, at any time, we can repent. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Jesus. Help us to go live it and do it. In your name we pray. And all God's people said.